Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. You have tuned into something brand new that we've never done before. It is not only an after episode of a before and after episode. It is a before, during, and after episode. My guests today are brand new parents, and uh, they're cool enough that they decided to go along with my experiment of recording some audio periodically through the birth Um, A lot of the feedback that we get on the podcast is that these birth stories are very helpful for people. Obviously, you can never have a trial run, but you could sort of hear other people talk about their firsthand experiences. And this time, we wanted to try to bring you a little deeper into the experience. The super cool parents are Roxana and Tom. Welcome to the podcast. Yay! And Olive was on the podcast last time, just uh, more of an internal appearance. He was now she can make grunts and noises and we can communicate with her kind of that's how i communicate with everybody <laughs> she's on that level grunts and noises so i mean this is like fresh this baby is like two weeks old not even not even two weeks old it's 11 days wow okay so the story hopefully is still fresh in your mind so last time we spoke you were very close to being due uh, we didn't have Tom here on the podcast, so welcome, Tom. Not just the father, but the recorder of all clips that we'll share today. And from what I understand, a very, very hands-on dude, dad. So at the end of the last episode, you were getting close to your due date. How was the last bit of pregnancy? Right after I talked to you, I started to get really tired. I was getting heavy and you know, my ankles were swelling up and I was just, I was uncomfortable after that. After talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And um, when we talked last time, how far away were we from your due date? We were about two weeks out. And you got uncomfortable. Did you stay uncomfortable for the rest of the pregnancy or did it kind of come and go? I was pretty uncomfortable. Were you still active? You're kind of an active person. I did like some big walks on the beach like puttering around the house, but nothing too intense. Yeah, I mean, puttering does not imbue a whole lot of action <laughs> as a verb. I'm getting ready. Yeah. Um, were you nesting? Were you guys nesting? Totally nesting. What kind of things? Like cleaning, folding things, laundry. Organization. We like redid our kitchen. We like redid our uh, closet just to get organized. I mean, there's not a ton of things you can do because it's still kind of pandemic-y. It is. We were like sterilizing bottles and stuff. Oh, were you washing your clothing in draft, the baby clothing? It's draft. Yeah. First draft is the detergent of first-time parents. It seems like number one, pediatrician recommended. And then when you have other kids, you don't give it a hoot you just put them in clothing <laughs> all right so um leading up to did you have uh midwifery appointments we you did yeah on that monday alex came to the house on that monday how'd it go it went well yeah my um i believe my mom came with us as well it was the first time she heard the baby's heartbeat oh. the doula joined us as well Right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of midwives don't. Did you get a cervical check? No. I didn't get a cervical check until like way active labor. 
like one thirty in the morning. Yeah. That's only partially true because I check your cervicals every time you come to my office. What? Yeah, your your neck bones are called your cervical spine. Oh, whoa. I did not know that. Anatomy lesson. Mind blown. Seriously? Wait, and so you could tell, like, if I was dilated? No, it has nothing to do with the birth. It's just you have three regions of uh, a vertebra in your body of the cervical, thoracic, and lumbar. So, a dad joke. You'll get used to them. <laughs> Swag. All right. So that's on a Monday. And, and uh, when and how do you go into labor? Okay. So Thursday at 1.30 in the morning, the bathroom light turns on and... I hear rocks go, Tom, Tom. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, I think my water just broke. And so I go in there and, you know, lo and behold, her juicy sweatpants are full of, you know, this fluid. <laughs> Alex was like, you gotta smell it to make sure it's, you know, okay. So I smelt it, it smelled fine. I'm and sorry, what, what are you smelling for exactly? Alex said to smell for like a rotten smell. And if it smells rotten, then we need to call her and wake her up right away. If it doesn't smell rotten, I can just text her and go back to sleep. Sweet. Okay. That's sort of like what my wife does with the milk carton. Can you taste this if it's uh, sour? Anyway, back to you. And I love that you mentioned that they were juicy sweatpants. Now also literally juicy. Vintage. Um, Yeah. So we went back to sleep. After that, um, I, well, she went back to sleep. I stayed awake for hours and hours and hours contemplating how the next 24 hours will go in my mind. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we texted our midwife and our doula just to give them a heads up. And then we woke up the next day and, uh, you know, kind of just prepared. Okay. So a couple of questions, Roxy. Did you say, I think my water broke or was that like, that's my water? I said, I think. I just think I, it was either my water broke or I losing my ability to hold my pee. Okay. Could have been either. So was it a big splash or a little driplets? It was like a good amount, but it didn't gush everywhere. It was kind of slow. So and as I walked, it continued to come out. Okay. At that point, were you having any surges? Was there any contraction activity? Nothing. No. Oh, nothing. Okay, was it hard to go back to bed? Or I mean, Tom seems to have like been completely consumed with the idea that things were rolling. Like water breaking is a clock starter. There's no going back. Uh, you just roll over and go back to bed. Started snoring within like 15 minutes, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" Now I have to like sit up, stare at the wall, and listen to her snore for the next hour until I fall asleep. Uh, and then when you tell them, when you text the midwife and the doula, did they respond? Uh, yes, actually, because Alex was at a birth. So she responded very fast and our doula responded within seconds. Like she always does. Oh, wow. So they were both up and just thanks for the heads up or any tips. Yeah, uh, you know, thanks for the heads up. Everything seems normal and fine. They asked a few follow-up questions and then we went back to sleep. Even Tom. No, I tried to, but. Okay, so that's one o'clock in the morning, like very early on a Thursday morning. Yeah. And how many days pro or after your due date is that? Where's that in relation to your due date? Uh, we're about five or six days early. So 10 days after my talk made you uncomfortable. Yep, all of was like, ah, I gotta get out. <laughs> and then five days before your due date. 
And when did you get up? I mean, if you went to sleep at one something in the morning, when did you wake up for the day? I woke up around eight. Uh, yeah, it's at, I'm looking at my text messages at 716. I texted Catherine and Alex again in a little group chat, just saying good morning. And we followed up on some of the stuff. In the morning, was there a lot more fluid? It kept coming. Like I, I put a diaper on. It just kept like randomly would just like all of a sudden just start coming out. I didn't know that that's how your water can break. I thought it was like a huge gush, like a one-time thing. Niagara Falls. I thought it was going to be Niagara Falls, but like during cinnamon rolls, that was like, it was like still coming out. We're going to get there. Okay. So now still no contractions. Nothing. Maybe some light, like period E cramps. I like the word period E. Period E cramp, just because that I think women can relate to that. Yeah, period esque. I mean, that's only six hours after your water broke, but is there any piece of you that's a little wondering where are those contractions? Nervous about it? I'm trying to think about my headspace in the moment, and I was just so like, I want to be present. I want to just relax. I know this is going to be. A marathon and so i just kind of told myself let's do things to be in the moment so my mind didn't really go to that place i remember she was feeling a uncomfortable and i kept checking in on her to make sure you know i was like was that a contraction and she was like i don't even know it yeah it was crampy and the midwife and the doula didn't express anything about that either no they didn't worry about anything they just told me to feed her and make sure she sleeps and rests. So we ate a big breakfast and we, you know, try to sit on the couch and fall back asleep and watch TV. And oh then, yeah, we did, we did yeah. fall back asleep. And then we made, you know, and then started our, the rest of the day. All right. We're gonna take a little break and when we come back, we'll find out how the story unfolds and hear audio from the moment. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Roxana and Tom and Baby Olive. All right, so <laughs> a kind of a slow start with uh, water breaking and you going back to bed. Waking up later in the morning, water still breaking, and big breakfast, and then back to bed. What happens next? Um, so we were in contact with the duel and the midwife, and we were talking, and you know, from all the courses that we took and stuff, they were telling me to start, you know, tracking contractions. And so I was confused. And when she was telling me that there was a contraction, I was like tracking in an app. And I talked to Alex about it. And she's like, it's way too early for that. Hmm. 
So what do we do? And she said, just continue to relax. And then Roxy was like, let's make cinnamon rolls. <laughs> we made cinnamon rolls. I mean, that's my answer to just about everything. It just felt like the right thing to do was to make something. Oh, wait, Catherine, our doula said, get that oxytocin. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make some cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I don't know if she really meant big cinnamon rolls. I think she did either. I think she meant cuddle with each other. Yeah, cuddle. But I mean, the cinnamon rolls gets you ready for some good cuddles. It did. Uh, so what what time of day is this now that you're baking cinnamon rolls? Uh, about three in the afternoon. Okay. So at three in the afternoon, this is uh, more than 12 hours after the initial breaking of the water. And there's some surging, it sounds like, going on, but not really a regular pattern of contractions. Exactly. Some surging. I would talking to my friend, we were FaceTiming and I have to pause and be like, Ooh, I feel something, but it was super mild. And then it would just go away. And they were like maybe 30 seconds. Okay. And then you're eating cinnamon rolls. How long did it take to make them? <laughs> They're the quick ones. We didn't, it's not from scratch. We're no bakers. Hmm. So there's a little clip of you eating these cinnamon rolls. Hi, baby. How you doing? I'm good. I'm just eating some cinnamon rolls, getting my oxytocin flowing. <laughs> it's uh, 3 o'clock. Your water broke at 1.30 this morning. It's still breaking. Still breaking. Wearing a little diapy. Can't really tell, but she's ready to come out. We'll see. We'll see. We're just hanging out. Ooh, bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Definitely. Mm, so good. Anything you want to say to Olive? I can't wait to meet you. Back to the front. Hands over heart. Chin down. And don't play with the cord. All right. So at this point, I mean, you're you're having fun. Exactly. I was having fun. I was like, is, is this what a contraction is? This is nothing. I can easily do this. Like, what are, what are all those ladies complaining about? This is easier than pie. And then also you gave your baby some instructions. I did because she was slightly posterior. And so who told us to talk to her? Oh, the, one of our classes that we were taking our hypnobirthing class. I said, why don't you talk to her? So I said, back to the front, hands over heart, chin down and don't play with the cord. I still sometimes tell my kids stop playing with the cords. Of yeah. So you're having some surges, but you're you're fine. I mean, you're like here it's just audio, but you're smiling, you're happy, you're enjoying that cinnamon roll. Yep. Yep. And I know that she is close because with your water breaking, you know, you only have a certain amount of time. True. So At what point do you presume that your doula and or midwife are gonna come? Like where in the process were you expecting that to happen? So in my head originally in the process i thought they would be there like that morning okay you thought she was going to come much earlier and then what was it that you said that was like the key like come now well i didn't say that so she told me she's finishing a birth and she's going to come over and she asked if she could take a nap here and i said yeah so she showed up around four checked rocks you know just a heartbeat check and just to make sure everything is good and um, I guess just to see where we are. And then uh, she went upstairs to, uh, to go to sleep. 
Take it out. So in the birth timeline, this is a, just about an hour post cinnamon roll. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And uh, here we have a little bit of audio of the report as she's listening to your baby. All right, so that's great news. Baby sounds strong, healthy, happy. Yeah. Does that make you feel good inside? Yeah. Yeah, it did. It was nice. Reassuring. Yes. So she still doesn't check your cervix. Are you having any more activity? It's only an hour post cinnamon roll, but is the oxytocin kicking in? No. Nothing. Nothing yet. I mean, minor ones, not nothing, but very, very minor ones. So yeah. considered nothing I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and still too early for the app. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. What happens next? So Alex gives me some advice and she told me to ignore Roxy and let her go through these contractions like they're nothing and to save my energy because she's going to need me later. Oh. Um, so he kept checking on me. Mm-hmm. He could see that I was having contractions. Like, Are you okay? What intensity yeah. was that? Because in our birth class, you know, they say when the contractions start, be present, be with your partner, make sure they're comfortable, you know, do the hip squeeze, let them lean on you, all these things. But like, mm-hmm. contractions started so early and I was like walking around rocks and rocks was looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and she was like, get away from me. So I, I, you know, I just took a nap. Oh, and was that like comforting to you, Roxana? That he kept checking on me? No, that all of a sudden he went to take a nap. So is that sort of what you were looking for? Or how did you feel about that? Um, I just remember just being so in the moment with myself that I really didn't care what he was doing. But it was nice that he wasn't checking on me as much. Okay. A little time to just go inside. And, you know, at this time, when you're kind of on your own there, would you say that you were still thinking about things or were you really already starting to surrender to the deeper wisdom inside you? No, I was, yeah, I was still thinking about things. Still in your head. What kind of things are you are going through your head? Oh my gosh. What? Just excited. I was really excited. I was thinking about, you know, the next day because she's obviously going to be here. Oh yeah. And my best friend was also in labor. So what? I was getting text reports. So I was still on my phone. I was texting my girlfriends. I was updating them about how I felt. And I was getting updates about my other girlfriend who was like pushing at that point. Wow. Okay. So I guess I was going to say the race is on, but I guess the race wasn't really on. Yeah, we lost. Wait, wait. <laughs> All right. We're going to have a clip here of you uh, laying on a birth ball and having a surge that seems to get a bit more, some would say intense, and others would say productive. I don't know if she's a vegetarian or she just doesn't eat pork. Was that a bad one? <laughs> it was intense, yeah. I'll text her and I'll ask her. 
All right. So as you're getting deeper into your surges, uh, what happens next? This one we go watch Ratatouille. Yeah. So we went upstairs and we kind of set the mood in our room and laid on the bed for a little bit. And we put on uh, Ratatouille, the Disney movie. Ah, that's some oxytocin right there. Classic. It's a classic. And no cuddles. Yeah, cuddles. Cuddles, definitely cuddles. Little makeout sesh. Wow, nice. Ratatouille setting the, the mood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they think of it. Yeah, no, you know, it's, in, it's set in Paris. So. It really got us going. Yeah, it makes sense. So, you know, right before the movie, things were intensifying. Do they continue to pick up during the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for the most part. It, it, it gets it to the slow, slow build. Slow build. Yeah. And then towards the end of the movie, uh, we decided to wake up Alex and have her come to our room just to double check. And this was probably you know, just before eight o'clock or so. And uh, she was saying that we're still super far away and there's nothing to worry about and just continue on our journey. And she's going to go downstairs and make herself some food. Wait, one of the things that she said was like, you guys should go see a movie. Like that's how far out she thought we were. Oh, wow. Wait a second. Two questions. First of all, when your surges are picking up, though, they're notably picking up. Can you feel a direct connection between cuddling oxytocin and things moving along or not really? I mean, things started to move along once we started cuddling and when we were laying in bed together. Okay. So it sounds like you could feel it. Yeah. And then the other thing is, after they're moving along for this whole movie, you thought you were getting closer, it sounds like. And then Alex telling you you're not that close means we still have a long way to go. And you've already come a long way. I mean, now we're talking about uh, it's uh, like 7 p.m.-ish. And, you know, your water broke at 1 o'clock in the morning. So well, what's interesting 16 is- hours in. Yeah, but remember how we said the last time we talked, it's like Vegas where there's no clocks and you don't even know how much time has passed and 24 hours could feel like 12. That's exactly how it felt. It didn't feel like it was 18 hours. It didn't feel that way. Yeah. And that's, that's even how I feel when I'm at a birth, just doing my thing. It feels like you're in a casino, a room with no clocks, no windows. Time just is, 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 or isn't, uh, you're just in the present, hopefully. All right. So, the next time we hear from you guys is one o'clock in the morning. So you go back to bed after she says that. Um, so Alex goes downstairs to make some food after she napped and she starts to hear rocks making some, you know, interesting noises as she put it. <laughs> and so this is around like, you know, just before nine o'clock and she comes upstairs to check on us again and eats her food in our room while <laughs> rocks is, you know, having these contractions and I said, should I start timing them now? And she's like, no, we're still early. Don't worry about it. And Alex is just sitting there telling Roxy to surrender and <laughs> let things go on her exhale. And um, yeah, just <laughs> we went through like an hour of that with her. And then just around like 930-ish, Alex sees my face and she's like, maybe you should text Catherine, who's our doula, and get Catherine over here which is what I did around 9.30. Seeing what on your face? That I needed a little more support in the doula kind of way. Okay. 
I mean, Roxy, do you remember this consciously? Like what's happening at this point? I remember the conversation that you guys had and her saying, maybe you should call Catherine. And then I remember Catherine walking through the door at 10 PM. Okay. So she came pretty quick then. Oh, yeah. she lives right down the street. Yeah. Oh, that's helpful. And uh, do you remember how you were feeling though, during these surges that are picking up? This death, I was so uncomfortable. I was able to talk between, like, I was like, yay, Catherine's here. Five seconds later, uh, and then just hitting a wave. Yeah. And they were definitely more intense. Do you know about how long they were lasting? Yeah, so those ones were lasting, like, just around a minute. Most of them less than a minute, you know, a few seconds over. And they were getting closer together, but still pretty far apart. I actually did stop tracking them when Alex told me I shouldn't, and Catherine the doula took over tracking the contractions when she came in. And Roxy, where are you feeling them? I know you said you're getting uncomfortable. What are you feeling in the front, in the back, down low? All like lower front area. Like how would you say it relates to period cramps? Like second day of your period, and it's a heavy flow. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's a, uh, and you haven't had, maybe like you missed your last period. So this one's a little extra. Came with a vengeance. Came with a vengeance. <laughs> the return of the period. Yeah, exactly. Are there things that um, help you in that moment feel comforted? So I was obsessed with the birth ball, most of the labor. So I was definitely laying over that a lot, a lot, a lot. And then keeping my head like on the edge of the bed, leaning over the ball. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, you're sitting in front of the bed. Yep. And at this point, if we can just take a check on the what's going on in the mind, are you still thinking everything through? Or are you starting to surrender more? Less in the mind at that point. Yeah. I even had um, birth affirmations posted all on the wall. I couldn't even look at those. I was so yeah. I was going in. Going indoors. All right. That seems like a great time to take a break. When we come back, we're going to find out the rest of the story. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Olive, Roxy, and Tom. And uh, you guys are now knee-deep in labor. Your mind is going inside. Your body's heating up. You're having uh, surges, and they're lasting a minute apiece on average. You feel a lot of pressure, like day two of your period after a cycle, a missed cycle. Everyone knows what that's like. So <clears throat> it's um, it feels like that. And it's just picking up more and more. You love the birth ball. And uh, what happens over the next uh, period of time, next hour? Uh, the next few hours with Catherine there is really when my uh, day two of our birthing class really kicked in. And I uh, did all my, you know, hip squeezes and pressure on the back yeah. and things like that. That and- helped so much. The hip squeeze, well, that was during a contraction, the hip squeeze was everything. And what kind of things is the doula doing? So she was, we were switching off her and I doing like hip squeezes and stuff like that. At the beginning, I was doing it for a while, and then when Rox threw up for the first time, I grabbed the bucket and, you know, cleaned it afterwards, and the doula took over the hip squeezes and kind of rubbing her back and tracking the contractions. 
Did you see the throwing up coming? Were you nauseous? It hit me suddenly, and then I just, I think I made a gesture to you. The first time I think you said you were going to throw up. Yeah, And then the second time you just made a gesture. Mm. No, I didn't feel nauseous. It just hit me suddenly. Did you feel good after you threw up? I did, and it was... Like I had a contraction and right after I needed to throw up and then I felt better for a few minutes. Was it the cinnamon roll? <laughs> cinnamon roll did not come up. I think it was oh. orange. The smoothie or the chicken and rice? Or the chicken. Oh, yuck. Okay. So a few hours of that. And, and over that time, I mean, you're not really monitoring contractions anymore, right, Tom? Now it's the doula? Yeah, she's on it. But are, are things seemingly continuing to intensify, get longer, closer together? fast actually alex came in just to check on us and you know she assumed because of the timeline that we were you know we had a long way to go but when she looked at the tracking of the contractions and how intense they were for roxana she just seeing me yeah yeah hearing you and seeing you she was saying that we're moving along at a really good pace uh we have this clip at right around one o'clock in the morning and uh, I'm not going to lie, you look uh, pretty uncomfortable. I haven't been able to rewatch it. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, things are clearly picking up. I mean, has anybody talked about like the chances that this is transition happening, this moving into the climactic period of your labor? Yeah. So right after we took that video is when we discussed transition and we uh, talked about going into the shower, which in hindsight was a pretty big mistake. Oh, how do you mean? So we went into our shower, Rox and I, and we think she transitioned in the, shower. in the shower because that was the worst contraction. Oh, long contraction. I mean, one long contraction to the point where I asked Tom, like, help me, please. You know, oh. crying. I didn't know what to do. She was telling me to help her. And I, I don't know. I, I had, I, there was nothing I could do. I just had to hold her in the shower we were both naked but and naked. wet and she was, you know, crying and I was crying and <laughs> it was a tough moment. And that was 10 minutes in the shower and then we got out. Are you sitting on a ball? No, we have a little bench. In a the bench. Mm. But you seem to like the ball. Yeah. So we got out of the shower. We went back to the we ball. We went back to the ball. Were they surprised to see you back so soon? Uh, they kind of heard us and, you know, I quickly threw on some boxers and I was like, Catherine, come here. <laughs> Are you getting excited 
like knowing that like when you hear the word transition i mean it's the final stage here of labor are you getting excited are you are you nervous or is there any point in either of your minds of doubt i was no doubt you go because i was not in a headspace yeah this is transit i was like in the cosmos well i was getting tips from kaylee the midwife assistant and Catherine, they were like giving me tips. They weren't really telling Roxana how we were progressing, but I was kind of listening to what they were saying on the progress. So after that like transition point, Rox went back on the ball and that's when Alex came in and said that we should probably check her. That was about 1.30 in the morning. Did that feel like a good time to be checked? Yeah. This is now 24 hours after your water broke. Yeah, that made me excited that yeah. I was getting checked. For the first time. For the first time. Yeah. How did getting checked feel? Fine. Totally fine. That was your first time being checked all pregnancy. All pregnancy. Yeah. Wow. And what did you find? She didn't tell me anything. You didn't want to know? No, she just didn't tell me. I, I asked her. Looking back on it now, I'm so glad she didn't tell me because they kept me in the dark. They told Tom I was around seven. Yes, yeah, six to seven. And so they said that we're going to start the tub. And so we wanted to deliver in water. I really wanted to try. Okay. It takes a little time to get it filled up and temperature ready. Really long time. Yeah. So they started the tub and, um, I kept asking, is the tub ready? Is yeah. the tub ready? And Alex still thought that rocks was far away. Cause she was still kind of making jokes in between contractions. Oh, that is not surprising to me. <laughs> I was thinking of you and one of the stories that you were telling me because I was like, I'm okay in between. I can still crack up and like jokes and dance. Yeah. Slowly. Oh. Yeah. Slowly. That's yeah. Let's not get crazy. Oh, that's so fun. I love that you did that and I'm not surprised. So now it's like almost 2 a.m. Yeah, it's, it's probably around 2 a.m., just before 2 a.m. And Rox also gets in the mood to dance. And so she asks if we could turn on her favorite song, which is, <laughs> which is? called Enigma. Return to Innocence yeah. by Enigma. Ah. It is just this interesting song. And she is just <laughs> digging it. And she gets up off the birth ball and starts to dance and move her hips between contractions. And I put it on repeat for some reason. <laughs> that song played for an hour. It, yeah, it played until Olive was born. Wow. <laughs> I mean, did dancing make you feel good? It did. It did. It did emotionally. I kind of feel like an hour ago, you were more uncomfortable than you are now. Is that possible? Did you go through a phase where it was like more intense on you, more difficult? And then all of a sudden, as things progress deeper into what seems like transition now, you got more comfortable with it? You surrendered. I surrendered. I think you really like just let it go. And all, just... Yeah. I also think that before, because remember I was saying, no, no. Oh, yeah. I was just, I was like really fighting them. You know, I, it was so uncomfortable. I never felt that before in my life. So I was yelling, no, no. And Catherine... <laughs> asked me, I wonder if you can change that to yes. So finally, when I got into the tub and I started to have feelings that I needed to push, like through my butt, but mm -hmm. feeling like I needed to push, instead of saying no, I was yelling yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. We, sadly, folks, we don't have any of this audio, but uh, we can picture it. I was in the moment. I couldn't, you know. No. 
course, of course not, but I can totally picture it. And then I just have one question about getting into the water. Are you a bath girl to begin with? Yes. So how did it feel when you got in there? Initially, it felt amazing. And then as I started to push or just involuntary, like the feeling of needing to push, I didn't have enough grip in the tub. It was too slow. You were sliding around? Sliding around. At one point, I was on my back, and Kaylee came in to check Olive's heart rate, and that was the one time Olive's heart was lower. She didn't like that position. Yeah. They checked her heart rate every 30 minutes from, you know, basically 10 p.m. till 3 a.m., and that was the only one where the heartbeat wasn't as strong. Mm -hmm. So we adjusted. So I tried to do, like, not squatting, but like child's pose yeah. in the tub. And that lasted for, well, how long so was we, I in the tub for? So, yeah. So this was like around like 2.30-ish, 2.20-ish when you got in the tub. Yeah. And you got out of the tub. I guess it was closer to 2.40-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went downstairs to grab a snack when she was in the tub at the end. And I needed to ground myself. So, like, I went downstairs and sat outside for a minute in, in the grass and just kind of recollected and then I remember Kaylee came downstairs and was like hey Tom so we're gonna have her start pushing soon so you should see your baby anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour wow. so I got really excited and I looked at the clock and that was 2:45 on the dot wow and so did you find a way to get more comfortable in the tub we had that gardening mat, uh, mat. oh to kneel on yeah. yeah, so I kneeled on that for a little bit, but my knees couldn't spread wide enough. Mm-hmm. So we, she pushed in the tub for about 20 minutes or, you know, or so. Um, and then Alex was like, you, you're not going to be able to push her out in the tub because you can't get wide enough. Mm-hmm. Hold over this like squatting stool, this like birthing stool. Yeah. It was like a metal, it almost looked like a walker. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, birth stool. Wait a second. During the pushing, are you just pushing when you feel like it, or is there any coaching? No coaching, just pushing when I feel like it, right? Okay. I remember then, like, I remember, like, maybe you were pushing in during contractions, or was it? Yeah. You know, so not you were taking deep breaths and relaxing, and then when the contractions started, thing, then you started pushing. Was it was it? almost like I couldn't help it. Yeah, and nobody was telling you not to push. You were just doing what you felt like instinctually. Exactly. All right. And do you remember what those pushes felt like? Were they, some people say they're relieving. Some people say they're more painful. They were really painful, but then I pooed and it felt better. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, did you poo like, uh, like you had missed a poo? Was it one of those, or just with a little sliver of poo or not in the tub, in the tub? In the tub. Oh, okay. Poo in the tub. And then, but you got out of the tub because you got the birthing stool. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like, you know, I go upstairs after my little snack and it's like just before three and, you know, she's pushing one last time in the tub and that's when Alex says that her knees aren't going wide enough and it's going to be better to push outside, to deliver outside the tub. Okay. Is that okay with you at that point? Ask me if that was okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so said yes. there was this contraption stool that I had never seen and it took a towel over it and so my butt was hanging in the back kind of like hanging mm-hmm. yes almost like squatting yes and 
Alex goes, okay, I can see her head. Do you want to touch her head? <sighs> so I did. Oh, hello. Oh, she remembers. Where is it your birth, dude? <laughs> so I touched her head. And then Alex said, okay, bear down. And I just pushed maybe once and she flew out. Wow. Painful when that happened? Relieving. No Relieving. Fire, nothing. No ring of fire. Wow. I mean, Tom, you're just barely over your snack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally still chewing. <laughs> With the protein bar, I was really chewing. It was a terrible choice. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. And then uh, you're not in water, so then you just get back into your bed? What did you do after that? Uh, yeah, so this is like 3.09 on the dot. The olive comes out, and so they're checking her, and they ask me to make the... I'm not too good with those situations, so I excused myself to the bedroom um, and just made the bed for Rox because she was about to come into bed. And so after I made the bed, like a minute or two later, Roxy with the baby on her chest walks over and gets in bed with me. Oh uh, yeah. So uh, we do have a clip. I think this is like literally right after the baby came out 3.09 AM and Roxanne, you're holding the baby and we're hearing like these newborn cries. And it also, it makes me like literally teary eyed. And then you get into bed and you go for the first latch. And that nipple so fast, this one. I mean, have you had any difficulty with breastfeeding? Um, no, not at all. Piece of cake, piece of cinnamon roll. Not as good as a cinnamon roll, but that's a lot of oxytocin. A lot of oxytocin with the feeding, with the breastfeeding. What about delivering the placenta? Um, I don't really remember, but I remember laying on the bed and Alex and Kaylee telling me to push and that it's not going to hurt as bad because there's no bones. So I remember giving <laughs> one, two, like, uh, uh, and then it just kind of coming out. And here is what Roxana and Olive were doing just before the placenta came out. Hi there. You did such a good job. Yeah. We both. Amazing. Well, that is quite an incredible birth story. I mean, in retrospect, based on what you planned and based on what you had envisioned for each of you, how was the, the actual story? Pretty darn Yeah, I had I had uh my reservations at first for doing a home birth and you know, like both my sisters just had their babies and they both delivered them in hospitals like within the last month or two. And so our route was different, but I wouldn't have changed it for the world. I think it was the best thing ever. And I couldn't imagine a more perfect way for my first child to come in the world. Oh, uh, you guys are making me cry again. Uh, it was pretty special. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Tell a joke, tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I have this uh, one last clip. This is the next morning at around 10 a.m. And uh, it's a family of three. Morning, baby. Morning, Dada. Morning, Mommy. Our parents. We are. This is Olive. Hi, Olive. Say hi. 
welcome to the world, boo boo. She's a watching, dude. She is? Yeah. Nice, I hear her swallowing. Yeah. Yay. And that was just 10 days ago. I know. Wild. Yeah. You guys look amazing, first of all. I mean, it's incredible. And despite probably being pretty tired, you're quite glowy. We're pretty tired. Yeah, we're pretty tired. <laughs> I am so grateful to you for taking our before and after episode to a new level, before, during, and after. And I think people will really enjoy the story. And you're brave and courageous for sharing it in this way. And I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'm so, so, so happy we got to do this with you. And that Tom captured a lot of my birth. Yeah. There's a lot of like poignant clips in there. So thank you. And at home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you would like to share your birth story, if you would like to suggest a topic, if you'd like more information, just visit us online at informedpregnancy.com. I got a hold